You're listening to the Growing Creative Podcast, and I'm your host, Jane Boutwell. I'm an artist and a creative coach. This is a space that will nurture your heart and empower you to pursue your creative calling, whatever that may be. Do you ever feel a sense of shame about the fact that you are sensitive? Maybe you've had people telling you as you grew up, stop being so sensitive. Why does everything have to be such a big deal? Why do you get so easily overwhelmed? If you are like me, that is the case. And you have taken that critical voice on yourself. And it echoes through your mind when you get overwhelmed in situations that are maybe a little noisy, a little chaotic, a lot of sensory experiences, a lot of colors, flashing lights. I am bringing this up because a lot of us who work in creative fields do have heightened sensory systems. There is a woman, Elaine Aaron, who wrote The Highly Sensitive Person and other books along those lines, like The Highly Sensitive Child, which is helpful for parenting if you have a child who you know, the like, the socks don't feel right in my shoes. I can feel the tag on the inside of my shirt. It's itching me. The smell, the smell, I can't handle the smell, you know, those kind of things. I most certainly am in that situation. And I remember my parents' uh, frustration with me. Well, because it, it, it is a more complicated life for those of us with highly sensitive sensory systems in this extremely saturated world full of flashing lights, colors, noises, electronic systems. You know, we are just inundated with sensory things to process. And because that is difficult for us, those who love us and care for us and live with us have experienced having to kind of navigate our burnout situations or meltdowns where we get overwhelmed and just can't handle it anymore. And that's stressful, right? It's stressful for us as the highly sensitive person. It's also stressful for those around us. And so I know that we've all absorbed shame about it. And I just wanted to speak into this some today because I think it's time for us to change our mindset on this. Instead of thinking about our being too sensitive with a situation, you know, in situations that are overwhelming, we need to learn that being sensitive is our superpower. As creatives, having highly attuned sensory systems where we can see the subtlety of color and shape and texture, where we pick up on you know, those subtle details, that's what motivates us and gives us, you know, insight and just that ability to do work that's more detailed, speaks more nuance. I mean, it, it's our superpower. I have talked to my children about being this kind of person. And one way I explained to them the job they have in kind of stewarding themselves through this world is how different tools are made to do different jobs. And we don't get to pick what kind of job it is that we've been formed to do. We just need to learn what that is and learn how to care for it well and utilize it well. And if you are a highly sensitive person, then I like to kind of 
make the analogy of a laser tool, like a, a surgeon would use for laser surgery. Now, that's not going to be the right tool for the job if you need to get nails into wood to build a house. It's it's not the one you would choose. <laughs> However, a hammer is not the right tool for doing highly detailed surgeries. So we've got to learn to have an appreciation for the fact that all these different types of tools are needed. There's no shame that the hammer cannot do laser surgery. And there's no shame that the laser tool cannot be tossed in the back of a truck and left out in the rain a couple of times without being completely ruined. I think this analogy has been helping me as I have experienced just feeling some burnout and overwhelm in different situations lately. I think I can safely say that because of the living through the pandemic the past couple of years, we have all sustained a very long-term high level of stress. And having to navigate all the different extra layers of analyzing, thinking, processing information has left all of us with, you know, kind of like no reservoir at all to draw from when you reach zero. And so I I think that it's pretty safe to say we are a people in deep need of rest and restoration. And those of us who are highly sensitive are probably just barely making it, especially because of how highly tuned our system is and how much it takes just for us to navigate this world that is so overwhelming. So one thing that has been helping me that I just felt like it might help you, and I wanted to pass it along. I have started considering like planning when I'm planning out my calendar, when I have options to do things and I have to decide if we can fit it in. You know, I used to just look at the calendar as a time block. You know, is there time to fit that in? I have this from this time, this to this time. Okay, there's a two hour slot in between. So something could go there. And what I've been learning the hard way is that there must be more considered than that. Instead of just thinking about whether time-wise I can fit something in, I've started thinking about what my sensory system can handle. And if it's something that requires a lot of me, like a concert, for instance, I have to have a lot of reserve available to kind of have that much sensory experience, let's say. And what I've realized is that in my lifestyle with four kids and the busyness and the things that I've taken on, I don't have that much available to spend at this season in my life. And if I'm going to spend it, it better be like my number one top favorite of all time. Because if I go to a concert or something along those lines that's got loud people everywhere, just a lot for my sensory system to process, I'm going to need a lot of quiet the next day and maybe the day of to kind of help me get, you know, have what it takes to enjoy it and not just feel overstimulated and overwhelmed. And that's just not something I have available very much. In our neighborhood, they built a new trampoline park for kids, you know, where they can go and there's, you know, jumpy things and tubes of slides. And it's 
very loud and noisy and echoey. Everything's in really bright colors, and I'm keeping an eye on kids running from here, there, and everywhere. It's a lot of movement, commotion, and I really wanted them to get to enjoy it. But what I've realized is that every time I go, I kind of fall apart afterwards. (laughs) And so I finally realized that, you know, I think somebody else can take them. My husband, it even would be worth paying a babysitter to take them. Because for me and what I've got available on my bandwidth of sensory processing, it just, it's not there. And it's not worth it for that because my kids don't care if I'm there or not. They're so busy running around. So I'm going to save that like money in my sensory account to spend somewhere else that is worth it more. So anyway, this is something I've been having to take into consideration a lot more. And I hope that just talking about it this way can help you think about and give yourself the freedom to plan that way. I've had to switch from feeling guilt that like, well, there is time on this. You know, I don't have anything happening that night. I should say, yes, I feel bad. I don't have a good reason not to. But if I think about the fact that my husband's out of town and I have to you know, go to a circus with the kids that morning and something else, you know, it's like, nope. While the clock has availability, my sensory system will be at zero. So that's a no. And I don't have to feel guilty about it at all. And I don't have to feel shame about having a sensory system like this because that's my superpower. That's what allows me to do the job I was put on this earth to do. And I hope that if you are the same way, you can honor that part of yourself that you've been given to steward and care for, and that the shame about it will just start to dissipate, and that you're going to stand up for yourself and your highly sensitive sensory system and honor it and demand respect and not shame, because this world is highly overwhelming. The amount of processing that we do, just I'm sitting in the library at my house where I've got books of all different colors, words everywhere, and my brain wants to analyze and take in all of it. And it's too much, even in this quiet spot. To me, being outside where I can't hear a lot of traffic or people, and there's just trees and sky and ground is one of the most regulating things I can do for my sensory system. And it just makes me realize that that's the world I was made for. Living with very subtle differences of shades, you know, subtle differences in the shades of green between the leaves, slight movement. There's just a kindness to nature that um, settles our sensory system. And I hope that you will take that invitation to go outside And give your body a chance to just get regulated and enjoy the kind of sensory input that you were made for. And I wanted to share, besides Elaine Aaron, and that's, um, I'll have a link in the show notes to one of her books so you could find that about the highly sensitive person. Another book that's been really helpful, helping me feel less shame about who I am, but also it's been hugely helpful as a parent of children that fall in this category. It's called Strong-Willed Child or Dreamer by Dr. Dana Scott Spears and Dr. Ron Brown. And it's understanding the crucial differences between a strong-willed child and a creative, sensitive child. Anyway, it 
it's been really helpful. And I hope that that resource could help you as well. All right. I hope that you can take some time today to just be tender and caring for your sensory system, especially if it's one that has more trouble processing our busy, busy world. And I hope that you will take that invitation to go outside. And while you are experiencing the world at such intensity, I hope that you will just recognize the extreme precision of your instrument, your tool, your whether it's a laser, you know, laser surgery tool. I don't actually know the name of it, obviously, or whatever it is that you want to think of as an analogy. I hope that you will honor that and recognize as you're taking in all this information at overwhelm pace. I think just saying to yourself, this is what makes me good at my work. My brain is doing its job at, you know, an intense rate. And that's why I'm so good at my creative work. All right. Until next time, I hope you keep growing creative. I want to thank you for spending your time with me today on the podcast. And I want to let you know about an opportunity that I am so excited to offer to spend time with me in a much bigger and more personal way. I'm going to be offering an in-person retreat this coming spring, and it will be a part of a four-month-long mentorship program that will be limited to just eight people. So it'll be a really small, intimate group building a community with one another and supporting each other to build authentic creativity, and sustainable creative rhythms. If you are interested in hearing more about that or any of the other things that I offer with creative work, etc., I hope that you'll consider signing up for my newsletter. You can find the sign up on my website, janeboutwellstudio.com. You can also follow along on Instagram where I make announcements. And I hope that you'll share the podcast with a friend if you found it helpful. I want to thank Shepard Martin for being the sound editor and Sad Moses for the music. Once again, keep growing creative.